Welcome into Baltimore Sports Today for Friday, March 9th, 2018. This is episode 423, and I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Joined as always by my good pal, Jabby Burns. How are you today, Jab? It's a Friday. I'm headed to Florida tomorrow, Zach. Um, I couldn't be happier. And when you say show 423, I thought you were talking about when Machado was hitting in the spring. Well, <laughs> he's that's way, above way that. low. We gotta, I was going to say, we got to do 100 more shows to catch up to where he's at right now. But uh, yes, it is a Friday. It, uh, spring is, well, I'll tell you this, it's going to be spring down in Sarasota because it's not spring here in the old Charm City that has just been a br- the most longest brutal summer or a winter of all time. And I, I hate to blame that dumb groundhog, Zach, but I'm going to go back to that dumb vermin that came out of the uh came out of the ground and told us another has he ever said there's going to be no springs right around the corner uh i never really pay attention to what the groundhog Thank says because God. honestly what february 2nd you have yeah you you have a, a long cold winter still ahead regardless yes. of what the groundhog says right doesn't really matter no and, and like i always say it's it's the weather it's going to be hot in the summer people will bitch about it it's going to be cold in the winter people are going to bitch about it and then we'll get about what did I? What did I tell you about? Fifteen good days in Maryland back That's in the right. day. I think yeah. a, I keep adding, and they're they're going. They're coming up a little bit, but um, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, look forward to getting down there and seeing some baseballs being thrown around, seeing some beautiful Siesta Key sand, and um, you know, at that point, uh, hopefully, I can get a good idea of what this baseball to- team is all about, Zach. As we are probably, I would call it the mid midpoint of the um, of the grapefruit season. Yeah, we're uh, this weekend will be what about about two weeks in. They still have two solid yeah. weeks of of baseball left to be played down there in Sarasota, but probably worth checking in on where the Orioles are now. See kind of what we think is for real, uh, what we should expect. Still a lot of questions to be answered. Still a lot of free agents out there, specifically mm-hmm. Gabby Burns, um, starting pitchers. Which oh. I don't, how how is that Orioles? fifth spot going I, I read a piece by mr jabby burns about uh, yeah about the state of the orioles inside the clubhouse uh and you you threw a nice little mention in there for that that fifth starter by committee mm-hmm. or what how, in-house how did you word candidate. it in-house, in-house candidate house. that's what it was in-house yes. candidate great read by the way if you haven't checked thank it out you, sir. on bsr um always enjoy your your writing good to read it again so hey, dusted off my uh, my sausage fingers and got those things back working <laughs> again. So I appreciate that. I liked it. Yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, how are we looking here as far as the fifth candidate goes? Still, still got <laughs> some names out there, or are the Orioles going to stay with that in-house candidate? What do What do we feel? Well, what do you think? Um, at this point, let's say the rotation probably cracks. Probably like this. I'm guessing based on the spring so far. If he doesn't get another concussion, Kevin Gossman will probably get the opening day start. You think? Maybe? Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I guess I got to stay with my prediction of Andrew Cashner since I threw that out there before. Well, Andrew that makes Cashner sense just because there. he is the you know the veteran of the group. I, I could see where that would come into play. I think Kevin was our opening day starter last year, though, wasn't he? Uh, I believe that he was. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just wonder if Buck would want to do that. But either way, so you have Gossman, Bundy. Um, uh, Cashner, as you, as you said, and then I guess Tillman. Yet I haven't seen Chris. I don't think Chris Tillman's pitched in a game in the Grapefruit that wasn't against Orioles, right? And I know why they're doing that, and I know why. I, I heard of. I've heard what the what the narrative is, Zach, and, and I think the narrative of the camp is we play so many teams that are in division, so many teams right. that we're going to see so many times. Why do we want? Here's here's a little here's a little spoiler alert. Everybody's seen Chris Tillman. 
right? I mean, it's not like he's coming out there with a, <laughs> a new arm. A lot of tape or, on Chris Tillman. <laughs> yeah, he's not all of a sudden a lefty, you know, coming down from sidearm or anything like that. I mean, it's the same guy who throws probably maybe touches 87, um, and he's really tall. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know why that's such a big deal. I'd like to see Chris because, I mean, to just say that he's going to be out there and he's ready to go as the, your four starter is, is still kind of, um, I think, kind of a problem. Uh, and I like Chris Tillman a lot, and I hope he comes back and he pitches well because I do, I do root for him. But still, back to the in-house candidates, I, I think at this point the inside track would probably go to one Mike Wright. Yeah, probably so. I, I'm still hoping. I, I still see that the Orioles are checking in on Alex Cobb and Lance are Lynn they? and Jake Arrieta. Um, I, I don't. I, I still, like we said a, a week ago, I still don't think that they are going to sign somebody else. But I, I would prefer that one of those guys that they check in on ends up on this roster rather than going with Mike Wright. Personally, Mike Wright or uh, the other options, what? Uh, you know, uh, Nestor Cortez. Cortez, you know. Uh, I mean, these guys officially are just, I mean, bottom of the barrel. I do think that they'll add another veteran to this. I don't think it'll be Cobb. I don't think it'll be Landon. I, God forbid, God forsake. There's no chance it's going to be uh, Jake Arrieta. I think Jake Arrieta will end up with, in my opinion, either the Phillies, the um, it's either going to be the Phillies, Nationals, or Brewers. In my opinion, I think those are the three teams that I could see him ending up with. I mean, the Brewers are all in this year, adding Jake to that rotation with him being able to have that, you know, quote unquote, another chip on his shoulder because another team gave up on him. You know, Jake, he likes to have a nice, you know, so to be able to pitch against the um cubs 19 times um i think the nationals it would really fit in well with them obviously it's crazy to think with all the pitching they have that would help but that really i think he would stabilize he wouldn't have to be at the top of the rotation it'd be pretty nice for the nationals to be able to go scherzer strasburg arietta um you know one two three that, that that's not gonna be a problem they'll still find a way to lose a playoff series but that's you know that's <laughs> that, that's beside the point so i guess at this point i mean we're, we're staying in the house now they're I know that Buck hates not having a lefty in the rotation. I just don't know. I was a big Jason Vargas, not a big Jason Vargas fan, but I was a guy that like, hey, that's the guy that could probably sit in the Orioles rotation. He's obviously um, gone on and already been signed. I think it was by the Mets. So that is all out there. Um, I, I just don't know. Is there is there a left-hander that the Orioles could would really you know would lean on or, or somebody that they could actually bring into camp? I don't even know if there's any lefties in camp outside of like a Chris Lee who I know is not going to make it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, you know, uh, even, even the three free agents, Cobb, Lynn and Arietta are all, are yeah. all right-handed. So yeah. I think, I think that a... unfortunately that's just going to have to be something that, that Buck lives with. I, I think he can live with it if they, if they improve the starting rotation with one of those three guys rather than leaning on, right. uh, that, you know, the, the favorite in-house candidate, Mike Wright. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think at this point he is the, probably the favorite, to pick that spot up. Um, but, you know, pitching, we always talk about pitching. I kind of want to look at also, Zach, what's been going on on the um, offensive side. Me we too. Obviously yeah. Messed. We talked about Machado. He's raking. He's having no problem. Um, Chris Davis had a little bit of a scare about a week ago, I think, at this point. I think he's going to be a lot better than they thought. Um, that was kind of scary at that time. Not yeah, that, right forearm, I mean, <laughs> elbow. Uh, they're kind of taking their time with Davis. Yeah, we get the we get the daily quotes. Getting better, should be back soon. Well, um, then today, then I think it was uh, yesterday uh, came out just before the game that Mark Trumbull obviously has that's some right. issues yep. as well. So now he, he's got some. I guess sort what, what right I'm saying is when you look at this muscle. offense, this team isn't deep enough, Zach, to be able to go, you know, and have some of these 
the older veterans get hurt. We've talked about how scary it would be if Adam Jones went out, went out for an extended period of time. Um, you know, the infield is pretty much set. I think they'd be okay there. I think Mancini could could fill in at first base for um, for Chris if he if he needed a day or whatever. But I mean, in the outfield, I mean, you're looking at a guy. They're talking about Santander. Like he's not only going to make the team, but he's not just going to be a guy that they're going to stash like a like a Jason Garcia was that one year. We had to stash him so he could keep. Him off the Ford, you know, yeah. the uh, Rule Five situation. He seemed to be doing pretty well. We have 15 catchers in camp, as far as I know. I mean, there's a catcher. It's like every day there's a new catcher. Um, I still don't. I I'm I'm okay with if they don't let Cisco make the team. I, I think that like it would be okay to actually have a guy be where he should be down in the minor leagues and so maybe who, go with. The so good, who's your number two guy? You're going with Joseph as your starter. So it, well, I guess. And then who's the kid they got from? Um, the guy they got from San Francisco. Oh yeah, Ser- Saranackers, right? Isn't that the guy, uh, the, the, the yeah. catcher? Yeah, uh, but I think he if hom- you look homered at yesterday. So, would you rather? Are you doing that be just to get um, uh, Susak, who uh, yeah, who's Susak, yeah, pretty well so far in, in five right. games and a limited uh, sample size? But are you doing that basically just to get Cisco the the reps that he deserves? Yes. What if he what if he out hits Suzak? Are you are you still sending him down? Well, then to... you cut. No, then you cut. Then you cut Suzak and you don't you don't carry him. I mean, or he tries to slip him through waivers or something like that and have him come back. But I don't think that you know it's this one of those things where we the Orioles always rush their players to the bigs because well they don't have anybody else and right. sometimes that's something if this guy's so great as they say Cis- it's just like I don't Cisco's want- look pretty good too I mean that's an interesting yeah. he's hitting 375 412 688 he's got yep. uh, a couple doubles a home run four RBI he's striking out a lot six strikeouts um, yeah my more worried for him is defensively I mean he's always yeah. been able to hit I don't think that's a problem I'm not worried about that I just know that if this pitching staff is going to get any help by the catchers, I'm not sure I want some fresh rookie out there, you know, trying to help Chris and trying to help these other some of these guys. I think Caleb gives them a better opportunity there, and then also, you know, the other guy Andrew is also a, a veteran of some type at least. So that that's more my thought on the on the defensive side of things. They're, they both can rake. The other guy is Mountcastle, and I like Brian Mountcastle. I wasn't a fan of the pick based on the fact that he was drafted as a shortstop. He's not going to be a shortstop. I don't even think he'll play in the infield. I think he'll end up being a corner outfielder. But the dude can rank, and that's what he's done at every single level. But that's another guy that I don't think they need to rush up here, right? They got a Danny Valencia where, you know, you could say what you want about Danny Valencia, but Danny Valencia hits lefties. Look at what he's done his whole career. He will hit lefties, and now you have him, and I think Pete Alvarez will make the – El Toro will make the – the roster as well, especially with Trumbo. some of these older guys, Trumbo, yeah. you know Trumbo's what I mean? Injury. So you, Davis's injury. Yeah. So you got to keep some of these guys. I mean, think about that though. This team might be the slowest team in baseball too. <laughs> I mean, we really don't have any speed whatsoever. Manny's one of the worst base runners in baseball. I know Beckham's got some wheels, but it's not like he's going to grab, you know, 20 bags. I mean, not the Orioles ever do that, but I'm just thinking about in the outfield and, and things like that. Cause we already talked about, you know, Adam doesn't want to say it, but he has lost one that step or two, maybe two steps at this point, getting back on balls. He's still one of the best center fielders out there. But Mancini's played well, but left field is still, you know, that's a tough place to play, I think, at Camden Yards. And then still, we haven't even figured out, is Mark Trumbo your right fielder? You talked about him all, all year last year, how you didn't love the fact that his defense on the outfield. I so, don't. And I, and I heard them talk all offseason about how important defense was and still haven't done anything to improve it. Again, well, again, by the way. Well, here's the other thing. So everybody's losing their mind because the Orioles didn't sign John Jay. And listen, I, I probably would have rather had John Jay than Colby Rasmus too, based on what the reasons are 
what the, what John Jay in his career has been able to do for the Orioles. But really, doesn't Colby Rasmus fit this roster more than John Jay does? How's how's that? He's just another guy that's going to hit home runs, and he's a I think a, <laughs> I think he's a better outfielder than John Jay. And I don't think we get guy we don't care about on base percentage. So. All these people that I are mean, losing their mind, like John Jay is the next coming of you know well, Kenny Lofton. When you say it like that, yes, but that's yeah, yeah he, I mean, he does. But... I'm not saying it's right, but everybody's just losing their mind. Like, oh, Orioles could could have gotten John Jay. Well, they could have gotten John Jay. I probably I, I'm guessing John Jay was in the conversation for them. They decided to go with Rasmus. They they wanted Rasmus in the past. And I, listen, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. But let's not pretend that John Jay is this this you know world beater that we're, we really missed out on. I and I agree, but I do think that a guy that you know got on base uh, with, with a 374 OBP last year would be a, a better fit uh-huh. than a huge question mark in Colby Rasmus. Which oh know, yeah, I, I think no, I'm I think we you, could get a month into this fit. thing and say okay, well the Colby Rasmus thing didn't work out at all, or we could get a month into it and say okay, uh, Colby Rasmus is the same guy that he was a year before. Last year is not a good indicator. And no. they're kind of, you know, they're they're kind of rolling the dice by going with this, where I think they get a little bit more of a sure thing um, with, with a guy like John Jay. Uh, agreed, he's not going to change the world for the Orioles, but you know, just like we we've talked about in the past, I would love to see a guy that that gets on base, um, you know. And I know he didn't hit any home runs last year. Uh, two home runs, but it'd be nice to, to find a guy that, that gets on base a little bit more than what they have currently um, in, in the all-or-nothing guys, especially while the injuries start to pile up for guys like Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo. I mean, the Orioles are projected to hit more home runs this year than any team in, in MLB history. <laughs> that, that's not a joke. That's actually true I know, this I year. They're still projected to finish second behind the Yankees, but my point is that if the Orioles are going to win uh, you know, any games, it's going to be because they they mash home runs having one guy that gets on base and and turning mark trumbo's you know hopefully 30 home runs into uh you know two run home runs instead of solos i think um will we'll go a long way for this team so oh i absolutely agree i'm not saying it in i would have rather had john jay too i'm just saying that that just the people that were the construction you know, of this roster, yeah, I, I agree. It just makes sense. And my they next look thing for is, guys, I mean, they is, signed Pedro Alvarez. It's all about can you do you have the potential to hit twenty five home runs? Okay, yes. you're you're on the team. I mean, that, well, that's, then here's my point. Why isn't Cargo in camp? Well, I think that's a great point. Yeah, I think that's a well, great. I mean, point. he gets injured. He's not a very good outfielder, but he hits a bunch of homers. I mean, it fits the roster perfect to a T. Well, and I think a lot of people have have pointed that out. So um, I I think that's a that's a better point I think than even the the John Jay, right? To Colby Rasmus comparison. And let's not pretend what we got going on upstairs right now in the in the warehouse, as you pointed out earlier, is the same as what they got going on in Kansas City too. But let's remember, Kansas City is built. John Jay is built for what Kansas City is all about. They're tearing it down, right? And they have to fill some spots, right? So he's a perfect fit. He's a He's a Dyson. It's not as fast. He's not Lorenzo Cain out in center, but he's a serviceable guy that will probably lead off for them. And, uh, you know, Kansas City is going to be where Kansas City is. But that's just not where the Orioles are at at this point. And maybe Colby Rasmus, in their opinion, is a guy that can help them a little bit more with what you pointed out, being able to, you know, touch that 20 to 25-year home runs. I understand last year was a weird year. Let's remember, Colby Rasmus isn't your average, you know, normal dude. He's very introverted. He's, 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 his family is very in, involved with him, everything – that Colby has done. His dad is his agent. I mean, I remember telling a story about Buck and 
you know, Nate going down to meet with Colby and his ranch in Alabama. I mean, when I say ranch, I don't mean like one of the big ranches like Cal Ripken lived on. I'm talking like, you know, chicken wire. And like when they went in there, it was a whole thing. Both his dad and Colby both strapped with, you know, with, uh, firearms. You know what I mean? Like this is like this is a country boy that grew up, was good, could hit a baseball and, you know, ended up going to the Astros. And that's a, I think he actually fit in pretty well with the Astros because he had so many good players around him. It's kind of going to be the same way in this lineup because you're not going to really think you need that much from him. If he gives you that 20 home runs, hits around 260, something along those lines, um, you know, and that's something that I think the Orioles could probably use, especially with that, you know, quote unquote, shorter porch out in right field. So we'll see. I'm, I'm interested to see how it works out. I'm not I'm rooting for Colby Rasmus because he's an Oriole now. But no, I probably would have rather have John Jay. But again, that's not the way this roster is constructed. It's also hard seeing John Jay sign a one year deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's a smart move for the Royals because, oh yeah, um, like you said, he he could be that guy that that fills in on a, on a team that's clearly in a rebuilding mode, or he could be a guy that you know produces pretty well and they they flip at the deadline for pieces. And I think what's what's hard is every every time we sit here and do a podcast, we don't know what the identity of the Orioles is this year. I mean, we really nope. don't. It could all go right, and and you know we could be talking about how they surprised everybody and and are in this thing in a few months. Or uh, it could go sideways and they need to start shipping pieces off. And I think a signing like John Jay would have been good because he fits either one of those. You know, I mean, yeah. he's a, he's a one year deal. He's a left handed bat. He gets on base. If the Orioles are Incentives. competitive, that's a yeah. that's a good piece. And if they're not, they get something in return at the yeah. at the trade deadline for sure. Because uh, somebody will definitely go out hard. and get them. Yeah. I think that's what's yeah. hard. I think I think they have a much they have much better chance uh, of that with a guy like John Jay than they do a Colby Rasmus. I don't see there being a huge trade market for Colby Rasmus. I could could be wrong, but uh, you know I, I don't see well, it as much. I'm with, and I'm with you too. And and again, if you read, I mean, I, and I think we both trust MLB trade rumors. There was a report basically that Jay reportedly seek could seek a two year deal with the Orioles right. when they signed Rasmus. So you know now he realized what happened. He said two year deal. The Orioles said we're not doing that. And then he figured out what his market is, and, and hopefully some of these pitchers are figuring out that the, it's like we pointed out, it's halfway through spring. Yeah. Um, hope, hopefully your fantasy camp's going great over there. We're not letting any of the general managers. <laughs> that, in yeah, it. or or the media. It's been like you know radio silence over there. It's yeah. Weird. Well, that's that's a really good way to not have anybody sign for anybody. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, it's been a very interesting off season so far, and I don't even think it's just with the Orioles. Really, it's been, I think, kind of peculiar. Not just. With the way the Orioles have done it, I mean, it's kind of par for the course for Orioles. I think for all around baseball, there hasn't been any really – I mean, you take away the things that happened up in New York and some of the trades that happened early, early in hot stove. It has been, I mean, the coldest stove I've ever – I can remember in the yeah. years at least doing this show. Oh, sure has. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, all right, let's talk about what's here. Let's not talk about what's not going to be here because we have no idea at this point. What's here today on uh, – what are we at? March 9th, you know, going into – um, you know, going into the, the second half of the grapefruit. I mean, what's here? What's the lineup look like? I mean, do we have a leadoff hitter? Is Do they really think that John Scope's going to hit two in the lineup? Or is it, you know, because I've seen a bunch of different lineups with Buck, you know, and usually he'll put one out there for an A game, and I'm hoping to see that that Wednesday, the 14th, against the Yankees. Uh, it's a home game. They have two roadies before that, so I think all the regulars will probably play at least five innings in that game. So get a good idea there, at least for what a lineup would look like. But, I mean, I mean, at this point, if it, there's a righty on the mound, you know, come the 29th against the Twins, I mean, wh- how, what's your lineup look like? 
I mean, I, I have Beckham as, as the guy that's leading off. I, I, okay. think, I think that's what we see. Um, and I and I see Scope more in the middle of the order. Um, yeah. You know, probably probably hitting third. Um, Did you like Adam at second? Hitting second last year? Hitting second? Uh, it's, I don't think it's a terrible spot for him. Yeah. yeah. It's not like I think if Machado continues over. to rake, yeah. he could be a legit four. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I might put some take some pressure off Chris too. Yeah, I think pushing Chris and pushing pushing Trumbo down a little bit is uh, is only a good thing, you know. Oh yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that lineup could look good. You put Gio Jones, uh, Scope, Machado, Davis, Trumbo. I can see that. Yep. You know, something along those lines, and then and, you know, obviously towards the back it back in there. Maybe you, maybe you start Rasmus out left or Mancini. Let's remember Mancini's coming off. He would have finished second or third in Rookie of the Year. Right. Um, let's hopefully he can back that up again and have a really good season. So he's also somebody in there. I actually put probably the way Trey was hitting last year higher than Trumbo. Trumbo's bat was slow to me last year towards yeah, the end of the year there. It was. Um, yeah. So they're going to hit homers. You're right. You start looking at that lineup because Beckham has some pop. Uh, Jonesy will get his. Um, obviously, Machado and Scope, that, that's what we need to say what they're going to do. Their, their numbers are going to be absurd probably. Um, I just want to see what Chris is going to do. I think Chris is a huge – and maybe we're saying the last couple years, but I think that's a yep. huge piece for the Orioles – not only does he need to stay healthy, he needs to get his head right. I'll pay, I'll pay for the Adderall, whatever it takes. <laughs> no, I, I'm totally with you. I, I think a lot of where this team goes depends on uh, what kind of guy Chris Davis is in, in 2018. You know, uh, I think if if he can get uh, back to taking the bat off his shoulder, not thinking so much, free swinging. Look, he he's gonna strike out a lot, but I'd rather see him strike out swinging than you know, looking at balls that I, I think he has the potential to crush out of the ballpark, you know. I'm not mm-hmm. worried about how many times Chris Davis strikes out swinging. I'm, I'm not concerned about that because I want to see him uh, attempting to, to hit home runs. And he's he is not a valuable guy uh, if he's up there, you know, trying to be selective, um, you know, trying to uh, trying to take taking strike three. He's, he, yeah. he has no value to the Orioles taking strike three. Uh, he's he's got to be free swinging, and the, the Orioles have got to hit a ton of home runs to be a good team. Um, that that's the bottom line. And if they're not that team, then they're they're you know they're, they're they got to score at least five runs a night to win with yes. a starting rotation. So right, and the bullpen. Let's remember too, we don't have our all star you know flame throwing sinker baller out there either. Yeah. And we've seen what Brock has done, and you know we both Brock guys, but he, he seems to do a much better job in the eighth inning than actually giving the ball in the ninth. So I think it'll be. I think I think Buck will say that he's the closer, and let's say on the 29th the ball comes out and we have the lead, you know, because we usually win, you know, we own opening day. Um, you know, he, he would probably go to Brock, but I would see maybe some more O'Day. I want to see Givens get the ball a little bit more, in my opinion, back in that end too. But um, you know, offensively they're going to do it. They're going to they're going to score some runs, but then it also goes back to the fact that this team will hit home runs, but guess what else they'll do? They're going to strike out a lot, yeah, too. They and they're not going to get a lot of guys on, so you're going to have to have those games where you're playing. You know, We're slow-pitch softball all over again. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it really is. No, I mean, they, they will. They will, and then they'll frustrate the hell out of you because everybody will go cold at once, and then you'll think they're going to win every game because they'll, they'll put up back-to-back nights scoring 10 runs. I mean, that, that'll be the way that they go, but uh-huh. they're, they're going to have to be, um, you know, if they want to hang in this thing. So I think you're right. I, I think you're all over it. I think Chris Davis is a, is a very, very important part um, of the Orioles' potential this season. So. Yeah, and I don't put his contract. I know that everybody's going to say he has to do it because of what he's. I mean, let's just take that thing aside. It happened a couple of years ago. At this point, I'm not even worried about that. I can see. I've seen what Chris can do. He can carry you for, 
you know, a week, uh, you know, sometimes. I mean, carry a team on his back, literally, with, the, you know, some of the bombs that he gets on some of those heaters. I'm more worried about what he's going to do mentally. Is he going to hit the ball the other way? Is he going to have more, as you call them, productive if they're outs? Let's put the ball in play, Chris. Let's try to get a guy. I don't care about getting guys over, but let's try to hit the ball hard somewhere. Let's try to get the ball in the air. Let's lift it a little bit. Um, then some of these where you're looking like you have no idea. Like you said, the ones that make me crazy are the ones he just lets go right by. Yep. And and these aren't even – it's not like he's facing Kershaw too. I mean, you know what I mean? Like these are guys that he should be able to make contact with, with the ball, but he looked he looked really lost towards the end of last year. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, and, and that's that's got to change. So mm-hmm. uh, big big part of it. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how how it goes here. And you know, a couple more weeks of spring training. I want to see those guys get healthy before I see anything else. Trumbo and, yeah. and Davis need to get back on the field. Um, keep an eye on on Tillman. I think he threw a simulated game yesterday. So that's that's an interesting storyline. And you know, who knows what they're going to do? Are they going to sign another outfielder? Are they going to uh, they going to sign a, another starter? You. It's funny because when I, I first thing I do every morning is is read Rock to to get the fill on what's going on, um, and I've kind of found myself when Dan Duquette is quoted to just kind of skip through it because I, I mean he doesn't say anything. It's, no. it's just wasted space, you know. It's, it's quotes mm-hmm. that don't tell me anything that's actually going on, and he's never going to give a fan a hint on what they're what they're working on and the flip side of it is uh, i think brady's kind of working on more of that stuff these days anyway so yep um i kind of have stopped bothering even even trying to read between the lines of what dan says anymore yeah even when dan was like i think in charge of some of the things that the orioles were were doing he he still didn't say anything now I actually don't think he has an idea. I, I, mean, I mean, he's probably in meetings, but I, I think that he's pretty much of, he's being pushed um, farther and farther back in the um, player personnel type things. I think you'll really notice it in the draft this year. It's something that I'm going to write about um, for you know inside the warehouse here. I think there's going to be a different um, agenda, a different mentality going into the draft this year, which I'm excited about. I know it's not until June, and I know it's not a sexy thing to draft, but I love it. I think it's something that the Orioles need to continue to do a better better job of. So just be just be aware of that you're going to see some. We got some new scouts. They lost a bunch of scouts last year to the Phillies. I know that comes as a shock, Zach. Um, but um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Two guys I want to point out before we go here too that uh, the Orioles have been linked to. Neil Walker still out there and yep. he's play second base, but he also can and? play third. I'm not a and Mark Reynolds is uh-huh. here. <laughs> and so here's here's some interesting thoughts on both those guys. Reynolds is obviously a fan favorite here at Baltimore. He can play third. He can play first. I'm going to tell you guys right now. If you think Tim Be- Beckham was a bad shortstop. I'm terrified of what's going to happen over at third base, too. And, and listen, I, I think Tim Beckham's a great guy, and I know everybody was losing their mind with all the home runs he was hitting. But once you take a look at some of the metrics and some of the nerd stats on him uh, defensively, and they're that. very, very, very poor, um, I don't want to take his bat out of the lineup. I think his bat actually was is one of the reasons why the Orioles went and made, made the deal for him. But on the flip side, you got to still catch the ball, and especially with a rotation that's not going to strike a lot of people out. Uh, balls are going to be play, in play a lot. Uh, that hot corner is going to be really hot, and Manny Machado can do all the things he wants at shortstop. But I, I'm more terrified of that position in the infield than anything else. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think uh, I think a lot of people are expressing that concern. So, um, it's going to be an interesting totally season. Sure is. Lot, lots to watch for in the next couple of weeks, and you'll be yeah, down you there watching closely. I'll, I will be watching closely. I'll be doing everything I can to poke my big nose and. 
uh, into some information. We're trying to get down there early for the Wednesday game. And then I think we're going to also see him in Bradenton and go see them play the Pirates. Um, so I'll try to get, get around and talk, talk to some people there. Um, uh, and then we get back. I'll, I, I've got my, I'll tell you this. I've got uh, my tickets to opening day. It's going to be either 17 or 18 straight years for your boy to be down there at nice. uh, Camden Yards on a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. With, by the way, I just found out also the next day is Good Friday, and as a uh, the new professional that I have, Zach, that is an off day. There you go. I love yeah. it. Man, that's fantastic. So, Couldn't yeah, ask for and, much more. Than now that. remember, baseball. Everybody starts. There's no like game in Japan. There's no. I know. I'm glad. No, that we're every done with game that. is on Thursday. So remember, Thursday opening day. Thursday. Every team is playing. So get ready. Get your DraftKings lineups ready. I think that's fantastic. Don't they end the season now where everybody's playing at the same time too? Yeah, they did that last year, 3 o'clock, I think, uh, Eastern, everybody, you know, know, which I think is fine. It's competitive balance, I guess, is what the reason they're saying that. But, I mean, after 162, you have a pretty good idea who's going to be where and what's going to happen. Depending on the year. (laughs) Yep, that is true. We've had some good ones. So uh, before, before we go, Zach, also we want to let everybody know we are going to do our uh, preview show, the best show of the year here, on, yes. in my humble opinion. Um, I have talked to Patrick. He is alive. Everything's well. All is good with Patrick. So he'll be on the program. And we'll probably try to shoot to do that maybe a week before the opening day or something like that, Zach. Maybe we'll try to figure that out and let everybody Absolutely. know ahead of time. That'd be great. Um, and you could pull all the bad clips of things that I've said. And, um, yeah, let's see, if, see how right we were from the year before. <laughs> Always fun. I love that yep. show. Yep. Yep, that'll be a good one. And uh, we're cranking up our, our coverage of the Orioles this year on mm-hmm. BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Really excited about uh, the team that we put together, a lot of familiar names, some new faces. Um, so keep an eye out on that because a lot, a lot of work going on behind the scenes to, to get you covered for this season. Um, very, very excited about it. Stay tuned. Yep, a lot of new writers, a lot of people. The Slack the slack party's going, going hot and heavy, too, so that's what they know that uh, – Everybody's getting back into the swing of things. It's exciting. It's a it's a good time of year. So, oh yeah, the madness is coming up too, which is oh awesome. yeah. I don't think I don't know that, brother. <laughs> hey, big one. Oh, I'm geared up for that. I'm geared up to get the hell out of here though. So get get me on a bird southwest. Get me down there to Tampa. Get me to the old salty dog for lunch on Saturday, and I'll be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, safe travels, Jabby Burns. Thank you, pal. Uh, enjoy your your trip. Enjoy spring training, and uh, I'll talk to you again next week. You too, pal. For Jab, I'm Zach. Thanks so much for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again soon.